had enough? Ready to turn your career into your own consulting and coaching business? You're in the right place. I'm Betsy Jordan, and with my background as a consultant, entrepreneur, and personal brand builder, I'm here to give you inspiration and guidance to own your brilliance, shape your brand, articulate your message, and get seen and paid as the expert that you already are. This is Enough Already, the place for consultants and coaches to learn how to create businesses and lives that they love. Hey, it's Betsy Jordan. I'm so excited to talk with Heather Havey today, who's a friend of mine from Disney and our latest graduate from our brand building program and our website stuff. And she just launched her business, what, on Tuesday. Tuesday. So welcome, Heather. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So um, what I would love to explore with you is your whole process of leaving corporate America and starting your business, because I know a lot of people want to do the same thing, especially now. One of the biggest trends that are going on right now after the whole COVID crisis is maybe last year people got laid off, but this year people are you know, having the great resignation where people are wanting to do their own thing. So I'd love to, for, to explore with you just what your experience has been like and how did you find that courage? So are you good with that? Absolutely. Okay. So let's go back in time. Okay. So you and I <clears throat> met how many years ago, would you say? Oh my goodness. 15, maybe 20, 20, something like that. So we met when we were, so I was doing the basics project at Disney. And what was your role at Disney? Um, Well, at the time I was in workforce management and I moved into the basics about the time you moved out. Okay. So the basics is this really cool project where we were working with the operations team to really define really the foundation of the guest and the cast experience. It was pretty cool. How did how did you and I get back on each other's radar screen? So we were connected on social media, um, but you know hadn't had a conversation in you know years, and um, you know in the last um, year and a half with everything that's happened with COVID, um, I was working with at Disney. I had been put on furlough. Um, I ultimately ultimately had gotten laid off, and you had written on social media you know, that you were disappointed to hear about all of the people, all the great people from Disney who were getting let go. Um, and that, you know, you had worked at Disney also, and there was life after Disney. And if anybody wanted to talk about it to let you know, and I responded and I said, you know what, give me some time to process. Um, I'll probably reach out to you. And I was so struck. You wrote back and said, let me be part of your process. And I was like, Okay. So we had an initial conversation and I just let you know where I was still processing what I call noodling. I was still noodling kind of everything that happened and what I wanted to do next. And, you know, I had always wanted to go into consulting. I had felt like I had spent most of my career as an internal consultant and I knew that I had something to offer. Um, So I got on the phone with you and had a conversation and I gave myself about 30 days. I told my husband I was going to um, reach out to other people that I knew had gone into consulting, actually some that had worked with you, um, people that I would consider my personal board of directors um, and get their opinion and kind of go through this process. And on November 30th, um, I remember I was alone in the car with my husband and I said, I'm doing this. And he goes, what? And I said, "Um, I'm calling Betsy today. I'm I'm doing this. And he goes, oh, of course you're doing this. I said, what do you mean? He said, I have heard every call that you have made. 
I've heard all the conversations that you've had with these other consultants and with these mentors of yours, and you have to do this. And I just went, okay, let's do it. And I, I still believe that my email to you probably said, let's do it. So interesting. So tell me a little bit more about this um, going back and forth time period. So it's we had an initial conversation and it probably sparked more like, hey, I think I might want to go into consulting. But it seems like you were sort of like got a wake up call and then you're kind of hitting snooze button on the wake up call trying to figure out like which way do I want to go? How did you come to the conclusion of saying, I really don't want to stay in corporate America anymore, even though you love all the things that you were doing with these complex projects as an internal consultant? What made you decide I want to do this on my own? So I, um, you know, being the structured person that I am, I put together what I call a solution selection matrix. And it was everything that was important to me about my career, about my lifestyle. And I had what I considered to be three options. One was go back in, well, really three, four options. One was go back into corporate America. One was work for a consulting firm. One was, and the third one was um, go into consulting and do it on my own. And the fourth option was work with Betsy. And, you know, I, I think that sometimes when you make a decision not to do something, it's as much as an important as making a decision to do something. Yeah, the sole decision. Exactly. And um, an opportunity had come up at Disney that I was confident I could do. I could do this job. I could, I could get this job and I knew when the job had posted and I knew when the job was going to come down. And the, um, the day that it came down, I said, I'm not, I'm not posting for this. I'm not doing it. That, that would be the easy thing would be to go back to Disney. It would be my comfort zone. Um, and, um, I'm making a decision. I'm not doing that. I worked with an outplacement company that, um, Disney, um, connects you with when you're um, laid off and um, had a lot of conversations about potential opportunities in corporate America. And I decided, you know, after our initial conversation that I wanted, I wanted the freedom associated with um, doing my own thing. Um, I want to, you know, I still go back to, you know, it's the freedom of uncapped earning potential. I'm in charge of how much money I make. If I want to work harder, I can make more money. Um, it's the time freedom. I can do things when it's convenient for my clients and for me and location freedom. Um, you know, I dropped my first launch post from a Panera because I had to take my mom to a doctor's appointment. So it was, you know, I was like, I have time freedom. I have location freedom. And, um, I trust myself. I trust myself and I trust my skills. Um, so why not take my career into my own hands? And then I was literally told by one of your clients, go with Betsy. You won't regret it. She will take a year and a half off of your timeline to reaching success. Wow. And I was like, that's a great, could you say that one? Again? <laughs> I like that one. A year and a half, you know, to success. And I, I said, that's it. I, I trust myself and I know myself. I trust Betsy and I know Betsy. And I had a lot of people telling me, can't you do this on your own? Like, how hard is it to find somebody who can, can build a website? How hard is it to find somebody who can, can design a logo? 
that's the easy part. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's that it's the, you know, it's the really like deep introspection. Um, that's the hard part. And that's what I, you know, when people ask about my experience with you, I'm like, it's the words. Betsy helps you find the words. Um, and the, I mean, making a website is not easy. I'm not saying that's easy, but it was after getting through the process of understanding what you offer, what your services are, who your client is, um, you have all the building blocks to go into the website. Oh my gosh, you could not say, I wish that we would have had this conversation. <laughs> I could have just taken that, looked at it, right? And put it on my website copy because that's exactly what our goal is. So that's amazing. I want to go back for a second um, on a couple of things that you said, if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, you said that, you know, you started to get the vision, you know, for the location freedom, the time freedom, the earning potential. Um, it, I, I don't know if I'm reading between the lines, but it sounds like, yes, you had some fear of the unknown, but it seems like you got your, your vision got bigger. And that's how you overcome, you overcame the fear of the unknown is you started just painting a, a picture for what life would be on the other side. Did I get that right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, um, I knew what it was like to work in corporate America. I'd done it for almost 30 years. Um, you know, I, part of it was in working at Disney in particular, um, you have to work when the guests are there. (laughs) I hadn't seen a, you know, Christmas time vacation, um, in 20 years. And, um, my family went away this year for a week before Christmas and we rented a house in the mountains and it was literally like, we, we couldn't have done this. Um, so, you know, I started realizing what it could be. Um, and what I liked about our process was there were almost like these, um, little injections of energy as we would go. So there were these milestones along the way. Like I obviously like a process. So I loved being able to go, we figured that out. Okay. Services. I know what my services are. Um, logo. That's a big one that, I mean, just, you know, having a visual, like once you get your logo, you're like, I have a logo. It's like, I'm real. (laughs) It's a real thing. Um, but you know, talking about, um, um, you know, who an ideal client is and thinking about um, who it was when I worked at Disney that I worked with um, the best and where did I really get energy. Uh, those were those were tough conversations. And, you know, there were many a days where Betsy had to say, Heather, I need you to lift up. Heather, I need you to lift up. And, um, but I got there. And yeah. I think that that's, that was, you know, kind of the breakthrough. Aha. I definitely want to come back to that one because that is a big part of the process is elevating your perspective on how you position yourself. I want to just make sure I got clarity and put a couple, a bow on a couple things. It sounds like there was a choice point. There's a couple choice points that you had to make. So choice point number one is, do I go back to corporate or do I start my own business? And so to overcome that whole idea, it sounds like you just created the vision for what you wanted your life to look like. And that's what made that decision. But it seems like there was another decision is do I, or actually there's two other decisions. Mm-hmm. Do I want to be a subcontractor yep. or do I want to have my own business? And then the third decision is, do I want to do it on my own and get some support? Right. So can we unpack a little bit of the second Absolutely. two? Is, 
How did you make the decision? Because you definitely had an opportunity to be a subcontractor. You actually were signed up as a subcontractor. How did you decide, I don't want to work for somebody else's brand, but I want to build my own? Yeah, there were... um there have been a lot of folks who have come out of Disney and gone into various forms of consulting. And I think there were a number of things. One is I, it's that confidence in myself that I don't think I had at first. Um, and my confidence in my skill set and kind of the confidence in what makes me unique. Like there's a lot of people who do a lot of different things that I do, but I think that I bring a unique combination of things together. And, um, you know, as I started looking at some of the, at some of the other consulting groups that I could have um, been a subcontractor to, I felt like, why would I want to, why would I want to give up part of my earning potential um, when when there's an opportunity to do it on my own, when I can be in control of that? I can be in tr- control of the types of clients that I work with, the type of work that I do. Um, I, I just feel like there's, why would I want to give that up? That's essentially going back to corporate America. Yeah. Just not corporate. <laughs> That is my experience with the whole subcontracting model. I mean, you know, I jump up and down and everyone's like, oh, I'll be a subcontractor. I'm like, that's the least powerful position because yeah. you wind up doing work you haven't done like years before in your career. You make a fraction of the money. You have no, co- you have no control over it and you can't monetize it into anything else. Like, just feel like, ah. Uh. But the other part is, so a lot of people, I know, I know when I left and I know I hear from a lot of other people that I work with who eventually we work together because they tried for years doing it on their own. What do you think the temptation is? Why do you think so many consultants and, and coaches, when they come out of corporate, they feel like, oh, you don't need to go hire somebody. Just go on Fiverr and get a logo and just get somebody cheap to do a website. Why do they go with that as a default rather than I should invest in specialized services that can you know, really help me set up a, a more stronger, powerful foundation? I think that, you know, I, I think the fact that... Um, you have this umbrella that you understand all of the different parts and all of the parts talk to each other. So, um, I mean, you and I haven't had a one-on-one conversation in probably two months because I'm now working with Jen. Um, but I know that you and Jen are completely aligned and integrated and all of the pieces and the parts talk to each other. Um, so to have worked with one person, um, you know, maybe like an executive coach or something who is going to help me, um, design my vision and then to have to turn that over to somebody who's going to help me build a brand and then to turn that over to somebody who is going to help me build a website. Oh, and then by the way, once you have a website, the website doesn't do the business. You actually have to launch it. You actually have to have a marketing plan. Um, those people don't talk to each other. And the thought of having this one-stop shop, end-to-end, A to Z, I have a question while I'm with Jen. Jen, let me check with Betsy. Or, you know what? I'm going to just reach out to Betsy. You guys are responsive. You are connected to each other. You're connected to me. Um, I had a lot of people, even after I had signed up to work with you, you probably could have just done this on your own. And then when I start to talk about things, oh, 
figuring out, figuring out Betsy and Jen's best thing you ever did. And I was like, I know. I tried to tell you that six months ago, but they're realizing it now. They're realizing it now. So first of all, that makes me feel really good. So it sounds like there was a uniqueness of the business model that Jen and I have created more so than you just were going to look for somebody. If if Jen and I didn't have this business model, would you work with a different consulting business mentor or a different marketing agency? Or would you have been more tempted to do what everybody else was doing, which is do it on your own? Um, I don't know that without talking to you that your service existed. So if it weren't for you, I probably, unless someone else had reached out and said, hey, I hear you're thinking about going into consulting. I have this package to offer. Um, I would have tried to go it on my own, but I didn't know what I didn't know. <laughs> so like you can say there's, you know, maybe there's seven steps in the process and I could have gone out and found a different person to do all seven steps. I didn't know there were seven steps. I didn't know what I needed to go outsource. Um, so, you know, I don't think, I think I would have done it on my own and I would have gotten three of the steps and I don't know that I would have done them all that well, but I would have missed steps and I would not have um, done justice to the steps that I did do because you've done this. Again, I um, consider myself pretty diligent and pretty thorough. I reached out before I said, let's do this. And I talked to folks who were in consulting, um, folks that had worked with you and folks that had not worked with you, but spent quite a bit of time. And, you know, one of the folks, they told me they were like, oh, talking about archetypes, hardest thing you're ever going to have to do. <laughs> and can I tell you, so can I tell you, talking about archetypes, one of the hardest things I had to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference between a visionary and a sage. Um, but, um, you know, I, I did a lot of research. And um, again, I knew you, I knew you from Disney, I knew the work you had at Disney had done at Disney, your reputation preceded you. And then knowing that you had augmented what you offered with someone like Jen, I mean, that was it. Wow. That is so amazing. I mean, thank you. Like, I take all of that. <laughs> and I'll take your comments about the archetypes not being your favorite part. I still love them and they're the best. It, uh, it's still an important piece. I'm because not. You just said you knew I was a visionary. And exactly. I'm not saying it's not an important piece. You have to get through it, but it. It wasn't the it's easiest just part. A more fun way of doing the Myers Briggs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, more fun, okay. Um, okay. That is so awesome. Thank you. Um, I want to talk a little bit now back into like the big parts of your brand building process because mm -hmm. we spent a lot of time wrestling that brand out of you. Um, and there were several moments that were really impactful to me that I experienced, and I don't know if you felt the same way. One of the one of the first things that struck me when we got into the work is looking at your experience and your life story, not just your technical expertise as a Six Sigma person and doing all the deficiency stuff, but your breast cancer story. Yeah. And how that really infused your business with a lot more of a why. Can you share a little bit more about how important it was for us to unearth that particular story and to see the connection between your breast cancer story and why you love efficiency so much. Because most people look at efficiency as like, oh, it's a chore. But you turn it and it's like, no, it's like amazing. You love efficiency. Yeah, I um so 
my breast cancer story. So I was diagnosed with breast cancer very young. I consider myself to be relatively young right now. Um, but I was um, only in my 40s, in my early 40s, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, it just happened that I was diagnosed at the, with breast cancer right before my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. So the same summer. Um, and unfortunately, um, he was diagnosed on July 13th and he passed away on August 12th. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I didn't tell my family because I knew what my family was already going through. And um, I ended up, you know, telling my family and I went through treatment and, you know, I just realized you just don't know what's next. You don't know what's around the corner. And um, as is with my personality, when my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, I did a lot of research and I knew it wasn't good. Um, and I remember telling my husband, I can't believe that this coming Christmas is probably going to be our last Christmas with my dad. And then he passed away within a month. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you don't know. You don't know what's around the corner. You don't know what's next. Um, I, um, I'm not going to share <laughs> medical details, but I, you know, I had um, a lumpectomy and um, went back in for my post visit and found out that um, they hadn't gotten it all. And I had to go in seven, 10 days later for a mastectomy. So, I mean, I always say every time I go into an appointment, I always try to anticipate what's going to happen and it's never what's going to happen. And so I just realized I got to stop trying to guess what's going to happen. Um, I need to go with the flow and I need to make the most of every moment. So um, most of my business associates, most of my personal friends, I just had someone recently reference to me that I like to use the saying, just keep swimming. Um, I like to use a lot of Disney phrases, just keep swimming, um, keep moving forward. Um, but I am an eternal optimist. And I am, I'm going to make the most of, um, of every moment. I don't want to waste time. I don't want to waste money. I don't want to waste resources. Um, the quickest way between two points is a straight line. And let's let's find the best way to get there. So amazing. Because obviously you could see why we would work well together. But your story is so powerful because it's so much more personal to you because you know that time's not a renewable resource. Absolutely. And you know that. And I think it's interesting when you take that and you apply it to visionary leaders. So I know you don't like the archetype stuff, but you did get clarity because when we unpacked who your ideal clients were, they were these big idea people. So why is it so urgent for clients that you would want to work with who are visionaries, who have big ideas and change ideas? Why is it so important that they got those ideas into implemented reality? You know, I think part of it is because if they don't work with someone within their organization, with a consultant, with me, with someone, those visions could get stalled out. Um, you know, one of the things I learned through that archetype work is that visionaries are great at seeing what's, what, what the future could look like. Um, but their, their strength is not necessarily getting everyone else to see it 
or figuring out the path to get there. And, you know, one of the things working at Disney, there's a lot of visionaries. There's a lot of people with really great ideas, really big dreams of what the future could look like, um, of the cast experience, of the guest experience, of the, you know, behind the scenes business. And, you know, there's oftentimes that they just need someone to help them so it's for you, the unique skill sets are the fact that you have the step-by-step in the process and you can help them efficiently do that, but you could also help them tell their story in a way that engages all the other people who need to actually do all those steps that you created for them. Is that accurate? Yeah. But yes, I would say that because um, the step-by-step doesn't really matter if you can't get people on board. So you have to be able to define who are your stakeholders, who are the people who have to buy into this. Who needs to be at the table to help you through the step by step? And sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, not, they won't even realize who all of their stakeholders are. So, you know, as an example, like let's say you're um, building a new attraction at Disney. Obviously, you need to have the people who are in the attractions line of business. You have to have Imagineering there, you have to have the park people there. Um, you got to have casting because someone has to run the attraction once you open it. So casting has to be involved. Your guest communications team has to be involved. We've got to get this added to the park map. So you don't, you need to know who all of your stakeholders, who are all the people that need to be around the table um, before you can start putting the plan into place. Who are going to be all the people that need to be involved? So it's so interesting too. This is like part of the Disney, the Disney gift that we got is being in that highly political environment. That, that you said that you have a new, unique set of skill sets. So some of it is, is working with the system on complex projects with all of that complex stakeholder management. That's how you're unique. What's it like for you now compared to when we first started that you can explain all of this and it just rolls off your tongue because it didn't roll off your tongue. And then you were talking about how I elevated you. You would start talking about like, well, here's my five-step methodology <laughs> is where we started. And now you're talking strategic value. Like you can start to paint a picture for an executive like, well, work with me. And not only are you going to get your idea to the finish line faster, or you're going to save time and money, but you're going to do it in a way where everybody's all on the same page. You could say that now. You couldn't say that. Absolutely. We're working together. So what's it like for you now to be able to say that with such flow? It's amazing. I very much was stuck in methodology mode. And I still remember one of our calls where I had put together, um, you know, the free guide that I wanted to be able to offer to potential clients. And I was so proud of myself. And we got on the phone and I was 10 seconds into explaining it to you and you went. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, no, I'm so proud. And you said, Heather, is that what a visionary wants to know? And I was like, No. So we talked about it a little more and we started naming off visionaries from Disney. And you were like, what is keeping him up at night? What is keeping her up at night? And, um, you know, what's keeping them up at night is their vision stalling. What's keeping them up at night is having this amazing idea for what the future of the business could look like and it not happening Mm -hmm. or trying to go it alone and failing or having to have all these false starts where they're they're going after it, but they don't have the right people, so it's not working. So they go after it again, and now they've got a couple more people involved, but maybe not everybody. 
or they've skipped some of the steps in, in the Six Sigma um, realm, they, they use the phrase, don't jump to improve. And I think that that's what a lot of people try to do is they, okay, I have a vision. Let's go do that. Me think you like the archetype stuff. Somebody who just said you didn't like it, me think you like it very much. I was kind of, I was kind of forced into <laughs> it. Like, but you're totally talking about it because what happened is you got out of your home. That's the big transition. Yeah. You got out of your own head and got into your ideal client's head. Yeah. And that's what made the difference. Yeah. And that's, that is absolutely the hard part because I am not a visionary, um, which is what makes me such a complimentary match to a visionary. Um, the good news is I have worked with so many visionaries that, um, it's not too tough to get into their head. Um, but yeah, it's that, that has been a challenge, but, um, you know, now being able to confidently say, these are the skills that I have. These are the gaps that I can fill. This is the value that I can add, um, is, is a big transition over the last six months. So do you feel now, like you just launched your website? How did it feel when you hit play on that one and say, go, you know, hit go live. We're here. And you put your posts on social media and you told everybody, how does that feel now? Oh, such a sense of pride. Um, you know, I've been talking about it and I will say it took longer than I probably wanted it to because I was very anxious, um, but it took exactly the right amount of time. And I think that there were some people who were like, yeah, yeah, you're starting your own business. Yep. Heard that. Awesome. <laughs> Can't wait to see what happens and to be able to be like here and it, you know, it wasn't a logo. It wasn't a tagline. It wasn't a catchphrase. It wasn't a promise of what I'm going to do. It was all of that. It was services that I offer. It was a, you know, fully functional website. It was, um, it, it was all of that. It was, here's the value that I can add. Um, see my story, read my blogs, sign up for my guide, get, you know, get on my mailing list, schedule some time with me. I all, all at once. And I'm so happy that I just, I didn't drib and drab. I'm happy that I launched and that it was a milestone. You're amazing. Cause it's not just that you put it out there, but it's like, you're ready to market. Like you're ready to go find these people that you're passionate about. You're ready to start working with them. And I think that's where a lot of other consultants and other people go through a process they, they get stalled out is, yeah, they have a website and they hope for the best, like somebody's going to, you know, just magically show up like it's that magical client fairy is going to come on come <laughs> on high and say, here you go. But you're like, no, I want to go after these people. I want to go find them. Like your passion yeah. is so contagious. Is there anything that you would recommend to other people who are like, oh, I'm afraid about marketing? How can they learn from you around like I can get out there and I can go find those clients? You know, I would say you have to be passionate about what you're doing. Like, don't launch a business that you're not confident in and that you're not passionate about. Um, so, you know, I just had a conversation with a colleague last night, and I did not have any hesitation in asking for feedback, sharing um, my what I do with her, um, asking if there were other people, um, in her network that she thought it would be valuable for me to talk to that I could get feedback from who may bring a different perspective and a different outlook in terms of how I'm thinking about my business. Um, so, you know, 
if you're passionate and you're confident in what it is that you're offering, um, it, it's really, it's a gift. It's a gift that you want to give. So I can help these visionary leaders who could stall out their big ideas. Um, why would I not want to do that? And, you know, and I'm going to get great feedback. I had a conversation on Monday with someone who was giving me feedback on my website. And they said, I really love your, I love your website. Um, but, you know, I, I, I relate to it, but I don't really think of myself as a visionary. I think of myself as an idea person. And I said, okay, let, let's, let's unpack that a little bit. And to me, that, w- that was feedback on my website. Um, don't lean too heavy on the word visionary because there's visionaries who don't realize they are visionaries. They haven't been through Betsy's archetype school. Um, so some people consider themselves dreamers. They consider themselves big ideas people. So, you know, I, I'm, that's the value of this marketing plan is it's really getting out there and learning and then letting other people do some of your marketing for you. Well, and this is partially why Jen and I are so passionate about the Kajabi system. So we typically use Kajabi as an all-in-one platform for our websites because it's super easy because you could just easily go in and say, well, right now you say on your homepage, like I help visionaries. You could say I could help big idea people, dreamers. Yeah and visionaries with and then you could just add those couple words because you got that intel and what i love the way that you're going about it what which is the the main thing is you put something out there see how the market responds and then you could change and adapt because it's not like this is the one shot deal Mm -hmm. so this has been amazing i am it's been such a great process for me just to come alongside you um through this whole journey and you've been so much fun to work with especially during this whole time period if people are wanting to check out your website as just sort of an example, can you share what your address is? Absolutely. HeatherHaveyConsulting.com. Not Heather Harvey. There's no R. It's Heather Havey, H-A-V-E-Y, Consulting.com. And for visionary leaders or dreamers or big idea people, whichever one they are, if they wanted to check out your freebies. So you mentioned something about your new freebie that mm-hmm. is more around the stakeholder stuff. Can you describe what's in that freebie and what the address is for that one? Absolutely. So um, if you go to my website, there's a tab, free guide, and you can select this. But it's really the 20 questions that you need to ask yourself as you're building communications to get to the heads and the hearts of your stakeholders. So, you know, it, it asks you um, to get their heads and hearts, but then also how do you get their hands moving? So now that you've got them on board as your advocates, what is it that you want from them? So um, every person on your team, every one of your stakeholders is going to be coming from a different position. Um, some of them will be advocates to start off with. Some of them will be skeptics. Um, some of them may tell you that they're advocates when they're actually skeptics. And these are questions to ask yourself to prepare your, to prepare for putting together a communication plan to turn them all into cheerleaders and advocates for your big idea. And even if you're working on productivity projects and those kind of efficiency projects, it works for that as well. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So it doesn't have to be like super transformational. It could work on any type of change project. For sure. Any, I mean, anytime you're putting together a communication plan, I, I probably worked on a thousand communication plans while I worked at Disney. And as I started putting this together, I said, you know what, this would have been, you know, when you really start to think about it and put it down on paper, 
Um, it's like, this would have been really valuable as I was going through those processes and to have it all in one place and be able to use that um, is, is really a gift. It's really helpful. Awesome. Now, is there anything else that you want to tell me about your business build process or working with Jen and I? And I just didn't ask you the right question. You know, I, I mean, I would just um, tell everyone between Jen and Betsy, it's just the perfect combination um, of skills. And, you know, when, before I worked with Jen, when Betsy described kind of what the transition was between Betsy and Jen, it has been seamless. Um, I think that, again, um, they know what you don't know. Um, they have a process that works. Um, it's on their website. Um, I am living proof of that, but um, I would say, let's do it. Well can't add anything more to that. Thank you so much for the time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review enough already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com and it's Betsy Jordan with a Y and you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait. Start today.